This is Arts Monday, Sim Poesi, streaming to you from the Gedigal land of the Eora Nation. And I pay my respect to the elders, past, present, and yet to come. My name is Ira, and I will be with you up until midday today on this Christmas morning. Here in the studio with me is dancer, performer, choreographer, and educator Azam Mohamed. And the last track we just heard, Saint Germain, How Dare You, is one of his choices. And maybe we can introduce Azam by telling us a bit about why this track. Hey, good morning. Thank you so much for having me, Farazah. This track is uh, it's just the way it's, it's produced, the way um, it's mixed. And I kind of like know a little bit of it in terms of the sample itself coming from um, the Sahara sound and the Ethiopian sounds. And, and, and you can hear the Ethiopian rhythms in, uh, in that tracks. I then said Jermaine, he had like this uh, original mix, mix it up with the house track. And then later on, a jazz came in and, and, and I made it like what it is right now but yeah it's uh as i just mentioned just now like off air like it's just that um i think it's just this some beauty in terms of just mixing these two rhythms the house house rhythms and and then mixing that sahara and ethiopian rhythms and and it's just it's just so beautiful like everything about it and you feel rewarded especially like when you hear it from the beginning the slow build and and then when the beats drop it's uh it's just so rewarding and you feel like oh okay now is now is dance time you know what i mean <laughs> so originally from Sudan, Azam practice encompasses a range of styles from traditional cultural dance through to hip hop. And he brings these forms together to create a breathtaking original dance fusion, which he performs within the street dance scene but also in venues such as Phoenix Central Park, Sydney Dance Company and Art Gallery of New South Wales. And this January, Azam is curating Sculptured Rhythms Program of Dance and Music, part of the 2024 Sydney Festival. In this art meets music and dance immersive experience, dance artists will share their creative responses to the twisting neon installation Hivis, with each night showcasing different communities, cultures, music genres and dance styles, from club to street to Afro dance. And we are, of course, about to hear all about it from our today's guest, Azam Mohammed. So Azam, officially, good morning to you now. And I'm curious, what was your morning like so far? How was your journey here? Ah, man, uh, my morning is just, it's very chill. I'm uh, very like laid back, very chill. So my morning is just usually just, just, just wake up and clean up and <laughs> sort out the house. And, and especially like this morning, um, yeah, like entering the, the holiday season and I'm, after this interview, I'm officially off and I'm gonna like disappear off the grid for a minute. <laughs> so, um, so I wanna make sure like everything was like sorted out, the house is clean and everything is cool. Um, and then yeah, I just, uh, I borrowed my housemate car just driving over here and, uh, it was really nice. And it's crazy because like I'm, 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 I'm not really familiar with this, this area. So, uh, just coming in, I feel like I overdress a little bit, but. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, it's, it's, it's very chill. It was very calm. It's very cool, you know. And the weather is, is holding up nicely, so um, thank God. But hopefully it doesn't storm like yesterday. So other than that, 
we cool. Yeah, it's good to have a bit of storm after the dry season <laughs> to prevent all the potential fires. And are you normally a morning person? We just spoke about coffee, and mm. I said I'm a coffee person, and you said you never drink coffee, and you're full of energy. So I was curious, how do you keep yourself awake, and does that mean that you sleep really well and sleep for long hours? Um, I one I don't know if I sleep very well. Like I, uh, I'm a, I'm a very overthinker. Um, but uh, I am a morning person. Like um, like pretty much wake up four thirty or five o'clock in the morning every day. Um, and then and then regardless, I don't know what it is, but regardless, when even if we stay up sometimes, like until like two three a.m., especially during the weekends, if I have the boys at the house, and we'll be like just up. But still, if I go to sleep, I'll be the only person up like six o'clock or seven o'clock. And then everyone is just like sleeping until three, four. I was like, how y'all do that? Like, it's, it's, it's different. But, um, but yeah, for me, like, um, I don't know. Like, I've never, um, I think it's just the mindset of just like, okay, I, I don't really rely on it. It's just more like by choice. Like, if I want to, um, if I want to drink coffee or I love chai latte, like, for some reason. I think it's just because. Um, it reminds me a little bit of home because, like, my mom would cook like the the tea, like tea milk, um, um, which we call it shai mogenan. But um, so I think the closest thing to it is the 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 chai latte, and and we usually like have it like around like yeah, it's in the morning, but we have it like with biscuits and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and we have it another, we have it also in the evening like around like six seven we call it like chai al mughrib which is like <laughs> like evening chai or tea and again like you just have like with tea and stuff like that so i think it's just like that that uh, whatever like kind of that fulfilled that homesick a little bit they i was like okay i'm gonna go have that chai latte but yeah um and where is home sudan um from sudan born and raised and um from a village up north uh it's called Meadowy. um my dad from nori and it's very close to like karima karima and all that area which is very close to like i would say the egyptian borders mm -hmm. um and i'm just gonna like do like a mad flex right here we have like more pyramids than 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 egypt yeah like you ever heard yeah. <laughs> and 2016 you flew to Australia. How come? Well, that is that is a story. Um well, 2016, 2015, end of 2015 I graduated. I used to study in Malaysia. I studied engineering. Um and then um at that time like my family was um they were resident in Saudi Arabia. So I went to Saudi like, you know, the after graduation period. And during that time, a friend of mine who was already here in Australia, who came straight away from Malaysia, so he called me and he was like, um, uh, his name is Omar Mukhtar, shout out Omar. And basically he was like, hey, dude, just come to Australia, like you will really love it. I was like, man, me going to Malaysia was a stretch. There's no way I'm going to Australia. It's just, it makes no sense to me. There's no logic behind mm. me coming to Australia. Like why? And, um, and, and, and I, I think during that time, especially, especially in Malaysia, that's when I think my dance kind of like take off and stuff like that and, and really 
like kind of like pursue it more and more and more um so he was like man if you really want to dance and do your stuff australia is the, is the space you can just like come and, and you can do anything you want and i was like i right, man i'll think about it he was like we have like a very easy um route so there's this visa called graduate visa for engineers he was like you can apply for it and you can get it just within two weeks three weeks and if you get it you can stay in australia for a year and a year and a half and you can do anything you want you can study you can work you can just chill out like do anything you want i was like all right okay cool like and i apply for it and i got it and once i got it i just told my family I was like hey you know what i'm gonna just go see what's up mm-hmm. and they're like all right cool um and i literally had no plan no nothing and and i just like came here and uh, to kind of like see what's going on in here um Sydney straight away? Yeah, Sydney straight away. I remember I arrived on a Friday, the 28th or the 29th of January. And then the next day, there was like a dance battle. Um, and <clears throat> and I remember when I went there, it's just like the, 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 the energy, the vibe, and how everyone was very welcoming. Um, at that time, the MC Chucks, um, who was my crewmate, Rhythm Nation, shout out. Um, he was, um, I remember he was on the mic and he was telling me, he's like, he was asking like, Hey, like, where are you from? I've never seen you before. Um, I was like, literally, I just arrived. And, um, and then just after that, he's like, man, just welcome to Sydney. And then during that, that event at the end of it, people will come in and be like, Hey, uh, if you need anything, just let us know. And then I remember Jamie, my crewmate as well, he was, he invited me to like parties and, and going out and stuff like that. Uh, Jackie as well. And all these people, they just, they just come in. And then a week later, Shucks messaged me again. And he was like, hey, how's Sydney treating you? And I was like, you know what? Sydney's lit. You know, I'm just going to stay here. Like, it's just the vibe is, is right. And, and everyone is just so friendly and, and cool. And um, and then just decided to like, you know what? Let me start this journey of getting my permanent residency and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And let's see how that go, you know? And um, yeah, the rest is history. So you have a permanent now? You sorted that out? Yeah, that's um um uh, I literally just received it in uh August just a few months ago. And that was like a big journey and and honestly like uh it wouldn't it wouldn't be impossible um one uh um like uh like thanks to Allah first, but also like secondly like the community like they help like they support me like crazy um and and um it's a, it's a quite a story like i don't like what it's it's um i applied apply for the um uh, the distinguished talent visa back in 2021 and um and during that time because like just coming out of coming out of COVID, it was just kind of struggle like um at that time i was on student visa and all the stuff and um so it just the community really like just just helped me out, especially like shout out, shout out, big shout out to Harleystom, um, who like took initiative in terms of like, hey, just let's let's, mm-hmm. let's create GoFundMe and um and and let's get people to support you and um um and he made this crazy team um with like Kelly organizing and and managing this whole GoFundMe stuff and for us. Who Frashahin, who did the videos and um, um, and the interview, and just kind of like put it out, and then uh, Tiffany, and who kind of like wrote like everything that I've been, you know, like what we need it for, and all the stuff, the script, and all the stuff, and just put it out. Um, so yeah, so it was it was it was it was crazy, and then 
the plan from from whatever Kelly had in mind was, all right, so we're going to put it out early December. And then hopefully by end of December, we can like hit about like 25 or something like that. And then maybe like January, you're going to hit like 50. And then maybe by like March, we can kind of like have the full amount needed. Um, and, and, and. I was like, all right, man, let's just let's just put it out and and we. Are we talking it. about fifty thousand dollars? No, it was it was like uh, thirteen, yeah. I think like thirteen thousand dollars or like twelve thousand yeah. dollars, something like that. And um, so that was kind of like the plan was to just like have have this time period from like December up to like March, and then mm-hmm. hopefully we can make this amount. And um, we put out the 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 GoFundMe link and. And literally after three days, just three days, like we just like have pretty much like everything, like within, mm. within a week, we just like, boom, done. Let's just close it. Mm. And yeah, that, the amount of support like that had is just like that. I felt like everyone invested in the, um, in, the, in my visa and, 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 and everyone invested in me staying here. And I felt like, um, let's let's have that investment back like um in terms of hopefully if i get it there'll be there'll be like the thing to be like hey yo like you guys contributed to this and and here we go it, it came back positive and 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 that was that was huge huge for me in just terms of um again because you know um you don't have to do that you know but it's mm-hmm. just like everyone was just so welcoming everyone was just so uh like supportive and 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 that's i feel like one of the things that kind of like fool me like in terms of like um uh and energize me and just put that energy in me in terms of like okay let's just keep pushing because it's not it's not it's not me anymore you know what i mean mm-hmm. and, and um and it's that a lot of people in the communities that really supported this for it to happen mm-hmm. so um yeah when you speak about community are you referring uh, in large part uh, to the street dance community that you're a part of? You also mentioned dance battles. Mm. So maybe uh, for listeners who are maybe not as familiar with this jargon in mm. the street dance scene, what is a dance battle and who is the community that you are actually referring to? Um, especially during the time, I would say every person, like I feel like in terms of, for me, um, um uh, whether it be like this obviously the majority are the street dance community but during that time like even with harley taking the lead on that one um he brought up his community as well which at that time i think after like two crews and doing a couple of residency here and there i feel like i'm, I'm kind of like stepping a little bit you know but um but yeah like the 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 the, the art industry the con- uh, the contemporary uh, dancing and, and and the street dancing and um, so all those people, and I feel like just the support, and I think just whoever just like loves like arts in general, and because um, some people that I never met, but they also like they came in and support, and uh, and I really appreciate that, you know, and I, and I'll be very, like always, I'll be very thankful and grateful for that, to be honest. Um, in terms of the um the 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 dance battles and all the stuff, that's kind of like, um, the way I kind of get into dance in the first place was through parties. And, and, and back home, we, um, it's, it's cause we don't have bars, we don't have clubs, we don't have, but, um, most of the time, like whenever, if there's like a weddings, if there's like a newborn baby or like 
graduation. We have the best graduations ever because, like, you come in, you pick your own songs, you go on, uh, you go on the podium, and before you even get your certificate, as soon as you got off your your chair, so you have the MC who will introduce you, give you like a proper introduction, and then you get up, and then you, you play the mix or the music that you picked. And then that'll be like your journey, and you dance with your family, you dance with your friends all the way to the podium, and then you get your certificate, you take a photo, and then you go down. You know what I mean? Everyone does that, or is that something specifically to yeah, you? Yeah, like uh, it's no, everyone it's does that, like in, in uh, back home in Sudan. Yeah, so it's just like um, so when when I graduated from from uni in Malaysia, it was so boring. Like I was like, <laughs> that is not a graduation. You know what I mean? Like it's it's, it's almost like a funeral. Like it's just crazy. But um, so dance is part of life. Dance wasn't something that some people did, the others didn't. It was something that everyone nah, was doing as, yeah, as normal. It's normal, and it's also also interesting because it's not also a route that you take as a um, as a as a way of um, um, career or, or, or life, and that's a very interesting thing. Where pretty much like if you go to a performing arts school. There's like not a lot of people, and it's not a thing that people will actually take it that serious. And just like, oh, it's a career that I can take. No one would think that. But as soon as you put on like music, and people will start like getting down, and and, and which is very interesting. Um, so that was kind of like the challenge for me in terms of like, um, the way people would think about it. Like they go, Eb Eb is like, um, uh, I don't know how how to put it in English, but it's like, oh, this is not a, it's not a, it's not a good thing. It's like. But if you're an engineer, that is the that is the thing. If you're a doctor, oh, mm-hmm. that is the thing. If you're a lawyer, oh, you know. Yeah, it's not um, a career to take. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's you know? the same in every culture. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's very interesting. But, um, so yeah, that's how I kind of like pro, pro, uh, brought up into it. It was like just mainly like, oh, it just, you're just doing a thing. It's the music, dance, joy, have fun, whatever, and that's it. But it never clicked with me at all. Not until when moving my family to Saudi and um, um, I then saw like punch of kids who would do like the waving and all this stuff. And I was like, man, that's really cool. Like, what is that? And then and I would see like punch of kids where like they go at it at each, at each other. to like, hey, yeah, I got the coolest move. No, I got the coolest move. And then they actually like battles and stuff like that. And, and that was really cool. And then um, and then obviously as I grow more and more and I saw like, you know, watching um um like movies and all the stuff i think a friend of mine put me on yoga served and uh some the yard and and all this stuff and i was like oh that's that's cool like and i started like watching all this stuff and i was like oh i really wanna i really wanna learn this and during that time like usher was popping off with his dance moves chris brown was popping off with his dance moves and all the stuff and um so yeah and i started like just really I'll be just on my own. I'll be like trying to like just learn like waving left to right, right to left, up and down, and all this stuff. Um, but then when I went to Malaysia, that's when things started to um, click for me more mm-hmm. in terms of like okay, what what whatever I was doing, I don't know the names, I don't know what is that, I don't know what it's called, and and all the stuff. Um, but then I started like going just for classes, and and then that's when I learned oh this. Whatever I was doing, it was like popping. Okay, all right, this is house. Oh, this is hip hop, and mm-hmm. and I just started like really learning that. Um, and it was really cool because like um, you, you go to events and then it's organized dance battles, and and it's the idea behind it is 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 uh, you come in 
So you have a DJ, uh, you have the judges. Sometimes it's either one or sometimes three, sometimes five. Um, and then people, participants will come in. Um, some events will be dedicated for a certain dance style. And some event will be just an open, open style. Um, people will come in, you register, and then they do prelims and you audition. And then the judges, basically, they score you. And then it depends on how many they need. So if they want to go for like top 32, which is highly unlikely, usually like 16 and, and, and lower, um, unless the event is big. Um, and then, yeah, they pick top 16 and then they just do a bracket, like a playoffs um, knockout brackets. Mm. And then you just you just go at it. And, and everything is just basically impro uh, improvised and freestyling. So... Uh, Mm. Um, yeah, and then you just kind of like you do whatever you want, and, and then just the judges will point out left or right depends on who who wins it. Um, mm. And then yeah, and then you go top sixteen, top eight, until the finals. Um, and again, it depends on the event. Sometimes you have like a um, a large amount of uh, cash prize, or it could be just a certificate and and bragging rights and mm. and. And that's it. Um, and you recently won something as dance freestyle competition in Melbourne. Was that um, last year or the year? Yeah, yeah, that was last year. That was last year. It was uh, City Sessions. Um, um, uh, I entered the hip hop battle and the house battle. Uh, hip hop with um, it was two v two battle. So I entered with my crewmate Jamie, and then uh, for the house I entered with Alik, a very amazing dancer from Melbourne. Um, and he's a teacher as well, like, uh, uh, he teaches house. So if you're ever in Melbourne, hit up Alec, like he's, he's amazing. And, um, yeah, so me and him, we won that, that house category and it's, it was fun. It was really fun. You're on ISID Radio 89.7 FM. This is Arts Monday. Simpoisi is streaming to you from our Bondi studio here on Gadigal Land of the Eora Nation. And this Christmas morning, we are joined in the studio by dancer, choreographer, educator uh, Azam Muhammad, who is telling us telling us a bit about his trajectory in dance, which started in this uh, kind of street dance scene, but then you are slowly transitioning and adding to the mix uh, more maybe contemporary dance choreography. How did this transition come about? Um, honestly, like now that we're like, talking in public, I don't even know if I can claim that I, I'm doing contemporary just in case. I don't want anyone to like come in and be like, hey, y'all, dude, like... But um, honestly, like it started, it started in um, 2020. Um, it's kind of like prior to that. It started with a um, a video that we filmed together, uh, Rhythm Nation. We put it on Facebook, and then um, and then Nick Power saw it, and then he was like, "Oh, what?" What is Rhythm Nation for those who don't know? Ooh. Just Rhythm Nation is a. Um, the freshest, the freshest, the um, uh, uh, party rockers, uh, groovers, movers, a collective who are pretty much just love music and just dance um, for, um, you know, for the sake of dancing and just music and, and having fun. Um, we have um, uh, how many? Six, seven members. Uh, myself from Sudan. You have... Um, Tony, uh, French Caribbean, Caribbean. You got um, uh, Stan, who's from New Caledonia. We have Joji, the kid from Japan. We have Gabby, 
the queen, uh, Chilean and, 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 and Samoan. Then you have uh, Molonai, who was Tongan. You have Jamie, Australian, Cambodian. And then you have uh, Shucks, who is uh, Filipino, Australian. So so we have, and, and pretty much the way we got to know each other, it was like through uh, parties and um, and this, and, and uh, the majority of us kind of like get to know each other yeah, through parties and that's how we came together. And um, yeah, and uh, we do battles here and there, but usually whenever we are, um, somewhere this is just we are in 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 the party and um just like really just having a good time and i think just that's the the common thing between us is just that uh we just love music and and, and dance so do you come together um, regularly on i don't know weekly basis or what is what does it mean in practice to be part of this group of people um it's very interesting because, like, right now, I won't say, like, we're coming together, like, regularly. Like, sometimes we try and do it, especially, like, when uh, after you grow up, it's just, like, it's, it's, uh, life is different, you know? But um, but we still, it's one of those things when, whenever we come together, it's just, it's, just, it's on. It's not, like, oh, we have to just, like, oh, uh, um, it would be nice, obviously, like, if we come in together every, um, every once in a while to just practice or do something or jams um but we do that too um if the only thing about it it was like whenever we just come in it's just on like it's just not like oh okay we kind of like lost it over a little bit here and there but it's like nah it's just okay we just there let's just do it you know um um yeah and 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 that's like um rhythm nation it's um you can you can check you can check us out um we performed with uh lady rocks in 2020 for like sydney festival and um and that was kind of the um the beginning of like this journey that i'm on right now and honestly like big shout out and thank you to nick power for for the opportunity because um yeah again he just saw a clip of us on on on, on facebook and and he reached out to Jamie. He's like, "Hey, like, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna work with you guys. Like, I have this idea." Yada, yada. And then he ran a workshop uh, with us in Richmond. And he was like, "You know what? Yeah, I, I wanna, I wanna work with you guys." And I was like, "All right, let's let's do it." And and also like um, uh, this visa thing, it was also like from him because he. I remember when we had a gathering, we had a meeting, and he was like, "Hey, like, what are you guys doing?" next year and i was like i don't know because like my visa about to expire so i'm probably i will see but i'll need to sort that out but i don't know if i'm going to be in australia or not but then he was like oh why don't you apply for the talent visa and that idea actually like kind of like came from mm -hmm. him as well so um but yeah so we did the workshop and um and, and let's introduce nick power a bit for those who don't know this name tough. <laughs> <laughs> nick power is the og um like he, at least from my knowledge, because like I don't want to like um, um, disregard or discard anybody or like uh, or disregard anyone's effort or anything, but at least from my knowledge, Nick Power was one of the few people who who started crossing and building that bridge from um, um, from the street dancing battles and uh, competitions and and you know. Um, to actual okay let's put this 
into theater or like let's put this into um uh performance spaces and and uh, contemporary spaces and um so uh, it was it was um it was it was huge and then for him he just kind of like just up in all these opportunity and all I, again to my knowledge all his work that i've seen sci-fi uh between tiny city um uh two crews it's always just evolved people from the street dance community so which is really cool um to kind of like just have people even if it's just not they they not really into it or not but it's just that exposure of like hey by the way there are other opportunities because that was for me what it is like for me i got exposed to parties all i wanted to do is just party mm-hmm. i got exposed to dance battles then i was like oh i want to do parties and dance battles i got exposed to teaching and then i started like oh let me let me let me teach i got exposed to this and i was like oh okay that's like another route that i can take so that was kind of like pretty much for me on um, and nick power was like one of the first people who crossed that bridge and and he kept that bridge on and he kept that door open for people to like hey come in and he's always available like whenever i need like help or anything i just always just reach out to him and and he's always available which is really nice to kind of like hey like in your experience mm-hmm. like what is it like so uh which is really cool you know mm-hmm. um let's have a short music break to yeah. rather than talk about dance actually maybe encourage people at home to to dance I'm going to play another track that uh, is from a playlist that you've made for a critical part recently. And this one is Let It Fall. Is there anything you want to say about it? Why is it on your list? Uh, Let It Fall, the first time I came across this track, um, I saw a video of this guy. Um, he's at a party and and he was just lip-syncing the lyrics, but he was feeling it like it's it's not even it's insane like it's uh so the party happened in south africa and then happens the dj playing that track and the guy he didn't even like he didn't even move like he's just on the side literally and on the spot but whatever he was doing whatever he was feeling he was he was doing a lot you know what i mean um but the music the the song everything about it is just so beautiful and um yeah let it fall man and then uh, just and let it rain it's it's a it's a very beautiful track and he actually one of the person who made me fall in love with the track first and then i was like oh okay now you can actually listen to it and then have that feel and hopefully you can feel exactly what he felt or even more mm-hmm. it's a radio 89.7 fm
It's Radio 89.7 FM streaming to you here from Bondi Studio on the Gadigal land of the Eora Nation. This is Arts Monday Sympoesis. My name is Ira and I am joined in the studio this Christmas day uh, by dancer, choreographer, educator Azam Mohammed. We were talking previously about his uh, introduction to dance through the street uh, dance scene uh, back in Sudan and then slowly transitioning into more of a choreographic uh, dance inspired by Nick Power and his uh, community of dancers. So, uh, Azam, you're currently one of three finalists of Not Too Shabby, uh, the 2023 Australian Ballet uh, Telstra Emerging Choreographer Initiative. And as part of it, you were given a bit of money and commissioned to make uh, a short dance film called Katamat. Is yeah. that pronounced correctly? Yes. Uh, tell us a bit about this uh, success, I suppose, of yours. And uh, it's not ballet, just to... I, no, to no, no, yeah, no. You're, <laughs> not, you're not doing ballet. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Um, yeah, it's... Um, well, it started like three years ago. So I've been I've been actually applying for, for, for this competition for like... Um, that was like... I think this is my third time applying for it. Um, the very first one, I didn't get it. The second one, I didn't get it, obviously. And then there's the third one... Um, and yeah and for me it was just like um with katma um cuz i'm doing uh, i'm i'm developing like this work katma and which is kind of like going to be like a live performance but then thought about like uh, i want to do like um a a video uh, version of that and uh and 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 the concept of it like katma which is back home uh, katma it means um, basically suffocation, or it means no air, or uh, or or katma as in like, yeah, I can't I can't breathe no more. Mm-hmm. And but we use this that the 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 word as a slang depends on the context. For example, um, if we're at a party. And the music is just loud, and and people are dancing, and and we jamming, and you sweating, and you know, and mm-hmm. and we go like, oh, al katma, al katma, al katma, al katma, like, or um, or sometimes like even right now where like um, uh, uh, there's like a civil war happening in Sudan right now, and 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 if there's like bullets like flying over your head or whatever, and then you go like, oh, katma, 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 you know what I mean, like. Um, so yeah, it just, we kind of like use that word. It depends on the context they're using. And then where, um, um, yeah, it kind of like explained the whole kind of like situation. So, um, so yeah, so I kind of like just took that route in terms of like one asking myself what's a choreography, um, and in, in, in a film context. Um, and then kind of like think about what's the story that I want to like tell. And, um, and to me, just kind of like think from a context of one, a party context. And then from a context of you go through your life, you go through your day and all the stuff. Um, and then whether it be like good or bad or anything, but like this something about going into a party and then everyone is just kind of the same like people just come mm-hmm. there have fun enjoy and and there's this sense of release that like just happened um so that was kind of like what i was trying to like portray in terms of like having um 
the concept of the inner body experience and then having the um, outside body experience and how both can affect each other. So the inner body experience is that the stress, the overthinking, the um, um, uh, being nervous or like all the stuff. And it could be like even a good thing where like, oh, you feel like happy, joy, sad, whatever. And then the outside ex uh, body experience is the um, that it could be a reaction to whatever you felt inside. Um, you feel like trapped, then your body kind of like shrinks in, or you feel like oh, I'm 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 um, you feel joy, and then your body kind of like open up, and mm. um, or it could the other way around where like okay I feel sad, but then what happened if I dance and really mm -hmm. just try and enjoy the music and have fun with it? Then hopefully that 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 um that sadness or that that the feeling trapped it can just kind of like go away so that's why i kind of like had these two rooms like the white room and the black room where like the black room represent the inner body experience and then the white room kind of represent the outside body experience and then the use of the hands and all the stuff uh um it kind of like yeah um it, it symbolized like the level of the stress at the beginning of the film where you see the like one hand, for example, so that like the stress level is kind of, um, you know, um, say between one and three, mm -hmm. then, um, then yeah, it increases a little bit, like having three hands, four hands, it becomes like four to seven, and then you have like a lot of hands that'll be like, oh, level 10, and, um, and then, yeah, and then finding your way of dancing through all of that, and then hopefully that kind of like free you up, um, and at least uh, I f that's what I feel in terms of like how music sometimes like affects me and I feel like it gives me that sometimes you know and, and dancing as well mm, that's um, dance is a form of release I'm curious um, sometimes I ask this to dancers and I'd love to hear your thought on it or your answer what three words what are the first three words that come to your mind when you think about dance Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> Dancing is fun. Like at least that's where like I came from. Like I just feel like yeah. Um, and it definitely like later on, I kind of acknowledge it as like a sense of like oh release, or I feel like oh like uh, an outlet. But um, but but yeah, like I feel like for me personally, like at the beginning, it's just dancing. Just never thought about it more than that. It's just it's a fun thing to do. And um, but then obviously. Uh, as I progress in life and I was like oh like it actually it gives me um, um, the sense of release and all at the same time it gives me uh, career it gives me life and it gives me like so now now like if I say like I don't even need three words I feel like dance is just everything for me right now like um, um, yeah like literally everything like it's my source of income is is source of joy source of Stress is source of um, uh, release. Is source of yeah, like uh, escape. Everything. So, um, so yeah, mm. it's just everything. <laughs> As somebody who comes from community where everyone dances, you said that dance is part of life in mm. Sudan. How do you feel, or what would be something you would say to people who say I can't dance? Ah oh, man, like uh, it's everyone. Honestly, like I feel like. I believe, like deep down, everyone can dance. You don't even need a drink to to do it. You don't even need anything. You literally, like, all you need to do is, even if you think about it, 
everyone is already dancing already. If if you go down the street and people having their headphone on, or people in the gym, you know, and they doing their workout and they have the headphone on. If you put that music loud, pretty much everything you're doing, you're doing it on beat. You know what I mean? So and and you're repeating yourself. So mm-hmm. if I'm just walking down the street and and I'm going and I have my headphone on. You're pretty much going on one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. And that's already the rhythm. So you're already dancing. So, But I guess when people like go, because um, obviously there's an image that you compare yourself to, even mm-hmm. like just subconsciously, you just go like, oh, nah, uh, it could be, let's say, if I'm at a club and I'm just dancing my ass off and I'm doing my thing and I'm having fun. And then people would go, oh, I can't do that, you know, but no one asks you to do that, you know, but just like really just have fun with it. Um, and I think that's the difference when people like compare, I feel mm-hmm. like that is the difference when they, there's a certain image when people, I, I, I trained a lot, like to get to whatever I get in terms of like, mm-hmm. um, how my body moves or how my, I want my dancer to be. So I put on like a lot of time to shape it that way, you know, but at the end of the day, when I very, the first time I started, I did not think about it. Mm-hmm. You just, you just kind of like do. So I do believe that everyone can actually dance and, and it doesn't matter. Like it's, um, it's just up here. Like if you, if you're having fun with it, it's, uh, it's, that's it. But I get it. It's the, it's the eye of how people look at you and perceive you and, uh, you don't want to be judged. And, and sometimes I do feel that too. Like, um, you know, like so it's 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 very understandable you know mm, absolutely but i love those dancers who are out of rhythm oh it's yes. so beautiful and it's, the people who who say i can't dance and then you see them and they're the best 100 and especially you can actually just feel like hey you know i really just don't care like all i want is just shout out balula man balula is like oh uh, he's my housemate He's like, like sometimes, I remember one time we were at Freedom Sessions, shout out Laura White for Freedom Session, one of the best parties in Sydney. Um, one time we were at Freedom Sessions in uh, Redfern, and then my housemate just out of nowhere, he just show up. Like he doesn't know anybody, but he just like show up and he came in and he's just like, just, just dancing and having fun. I was like, man, like. He's not a dancer or, any, or anything. And and sometimes, like, even, like, I'll be at the house. I'll be, like, just laying down. And he'll be like, hey, yo, dude, like, I'm going out. I was like, where, where are you to? I'm just, hey, I just want to go dance. I was like, all right, cool, man. Like, you know, and, and not a lot of people think like that, you know. And I feel like that is the thing. It's, it's the, hey, I just want to go have fun. Mm-hmm. And I know 100% is just because also right now, things are different. Like, back then, you would go out to the club or... Or, or a bar. I mean, it's not like that. I have <laughs> that we have like clubs back then, but at least from like studying the history and 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 people who used to go to to club to purely just dance. Like if you go check out, for example, uh, check your body at the door. If you check out, come as you are. These documentaries kind of speak about um, uh, the house dancing in New York and and um, and even talk about like the loft and 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 uh, all these parties back in the back in the eighties and and so purely people will go out just for dancing like you go there they 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 come in they have they ready they hey I'm just wearing a tank top hey I have a towel 
I'm not coming in with bag or or I'm just coming in ready wearing mm. my sneakers. I'm here to dance. But mm-hmm. I get it now. Like you go out, people are like wearing suits and and and, and dresses. And their chairs, you know the way you. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was like, what are we doing? Like it's it's dark and it's loud. I'm not gonna hear you. Like so, you know. But but I get it. It's the culture is different. But um. But so, speaking about party in Sydney, you are organizing a bit of party for us uh, as part of January uh, Sydney festival mm. called Sculptured Rhythms. Mm. And it's uh, three nights, two Thursdays, 11th and 18th of January, and then Friday, 26th. Or, yeah. um, and each of those nights has a different theme. One is going to be disco, and then we have street dance, street fusion, and then Afro. Um, so, yeah, how did you get into programming this, and what was your vision for it at the beginning? And maybe it, has it changed as it progressed? Um, um yeah so like it's like the the way it started it, we kind of like had a conversation with um um like Sydney festival in terms of uh they have like this um the space is it called the wharf is it the wharf i don't know if i yeah, pronounce it right the wharf there, there is some i, I did yeah. want to ask you there is some yeah, um, new venue i haven't heard of um what is it called moon moonlight or? so so yeah. the moonlight is literally is it the bar is is just that they just named it uh, is but it literally is just that space is the wolf, and so they have so they have that space and they had um this artist from UK his name is Michael Show, who is a um uh he has this massive sculpture it looks like a it looks like a massive snake, and it's um yeah so it's just gonna be in that space and it's just gonna be massive, but colorful right yeah. yeah. And um, so the so Sydney Festival reached out to me about, hey, we we have this installation. It's going to be on pretty much for the entire Sydney Festival, and uh, we would love to have you to respond to it. And um, so we have like three nights that you can um, uh, um, organize a program for it um, and just do as you please. And uh, so I was like, all right, cool. And um, my initial thoughts was, um. Uh, you have the sculpture, which is fixed, and then you have the space, which is also s- fixed. And and I just thought about like as a uh, to respond to that, I was like, how can we shift the space basically, and how can we like change it if um so the physical space it it can be changed. But I thought if we change the color if we change uh, as in like the lighting and stuff like that if we change the sound surrounding the space mm-hmm. if we change the movement surrounding the space then uh, i feel like that can shift the space and how it looks and how people can uh, perceive it um so that's when i thought of like okay let's do three nights with dedicated to different genres of music and with that it will come a different uh, uh, type of dance and styles, and um, so sort of like the first, the first night will be dedicated to uh, disco, house, and ballroom music, and with that comes like house dance. It comes whacking, it comes voguing, um, and then on uh, on the second night uh, will be uh, hip hop and funk, and with that comes popping, locking, hip hop animation all the stuff um and then lastly we have like um afro music um 
um, and with that comes like a lot of dances like Afro House, Kuduro, um, Pansula, um, uh, West African dance, uh, Dumbolo, um, and all of that. Um, so, and so, and then in terms of like the name, um, uh, it was kind of like inspired by Keith hearing, um, uh, dance figures because, um, yeah, like he always just draws all these dance figures, and I was like, oh, like it's it's kind of like they moving, but they're not moving, and it's kind of like sculptures. So I was like, oh, okay, like what if you just put like sculptured rhythms, like, um, and that's kind of like about it, honestly. Like, and then um, that's, and, and you'll have a DJ, right? For yes, each of those nights. Yeah, yeah. So for each night we have uh, DJ. Uh, first night uh, we have Aris. Shout out Aris. The president of Disruptive Steps Dance Association, um, um, uh, one of the cornerstone and, and leader for our community, street dance community, um, definitely check her out because like um, the stuff that she's doing is very amazing. And then we have Kez on the second night, who is uh, um, another uh, cornerstone in our community. He has his own podcast. It's called Kapow. So shout out Kapow and Buggy Bombers. Uh, and then the third night we have Angelica, aka Lady Shika, one of the best DJs in city. Um, like um, yeah, so definitely. Um, and also like she's a, my, my my crewmate as well. Like um, and and me, her, Christine, and Jenny. We have this Kanye Afro um, uh, team. So organized dance events and. Um, um, battles and stuff like that. So shout out to the team and shout out Kanye Afro. So yeah, so it's just literally everything evolved in this project. It's just all people from the community. So we have about like 40, if I'm not mistaken, like 40 artists. Um, uh, first night we have Weka Zone and Super Villain. So shout out Jasha, Max, Candy. Um, I don't want to go down the road of like mention names because it's going to be crazy. But yeah, and then we have House of Cartier, we have uh, Robin Chen, we have uh, Matt Fox, Maggie. And then on the uh, second uh, week, we have Still Biscuits, one of the elites. And then we have Buya Kasha, all-female hip-hop uh, hip uh, crew. And then we have Rhythm Nations, and then we have uh, Dennis and his team. Um, and then uh, on the last night, we have Jenny... Uh, coming in with Manu and uh, Joshua, they organize an event, uh, a show together. Then we have uh, Cross Colors, who are like, I think if I'm not mistaken, they are under 18, so they are the future. So make sure to come in and shout and shout um, and check them out. And then we have Lucky, who's uh, one of the best as well. Lucky Lardy. Yeah. So we will be watching dance, but you're obviously also throwing a party for us to dance. Yeah, absolutely. So what's really cool about this is that like, um, so the entire, the space is just open for public throughout the whole, the entire day. So you can come in and check out the sculpture at any time. And then seven to nine on, on the 11th and the 18th, the night starts at seven. And then on the 26th, the night starts at eight o'clock. Um, so seven to nine or eight to 10, those times where the, the kind of like the official, performances and 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 artist response were happening during these two hours but then after that the party will kick in until midnight so if you feel like 
having a boogie, if you feel like dancing, uh, come through because we're just going to have fun. And also, what's really cool about this is that um, at least what I'm envisioning and hopefully that happened is that it's kind of like pop-up performances happening within a party. So hopefully while people are dancing, like some action will happen and then that kind of attract people to like, oh, okay, what's going on there? And then people just kind of continue dancing again. Oh, something happened in there. Okay, what's mm -hmm. up? You know? So, um, so yeah, it's going to be like parties slash performances slash, you know, um, exhibition battles, maybe. Who knows? A lot going on. Just come through. Yeah. Uh, so we are talking about Sculptured Rhythms, which is a program within 2024 Sydney Festival, kicking off this January on the 11th and then on the 18th and then on 26th. So three nights, um, pretty actually affordable price yeah. of that one compared to some other offerings of the festival. Uh, so check it out on Sydney Festival's website. We are in conversation with the curator of this program, Azam Mohammed, who is also a dancer and a choreographer himself. And uh, you are on Eastside FM. Let's play another track. This is also from your uh, playlist. And I'm not sure if I'll pronounce this correctly, but I'll give it a go. Andy Kayeki. Mm. Anything you'd like to tell us about this choice? Uh, um, heavy, heavy K. Heavy K is um, a South African um, uh, DJ, producer. And I don't know, but I feel like every time, whenever I feel like um, just down or I feel like you just you need that energy, you need that sense of like hope. Or like you need, I don't know. It's it's a very it's it's a very gospel taba house tracks. You know what I mean? And um and 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 everything that just comes with it. It just uh, it's just one of those tracks that just makes you feel like ah, oh, you know. So um yeah, have your K and uh, just enjoy every track he does. Is just is dope. It's beautiful.
You have been listening to Arts Monday, Simple Easy's here on Easy Radio 89.7 FM. My guest on the show today was dancer, choreographer, educator Azam Mohammed, who is curating Sculptured Readings program part of Sydney Festival. Check this out on the 11th, 18th and 26th of January this coming year, 2024. Azam, thank you so much for coming to Eastside on this Christmas morning. Thank you so much for having me, Ira. Like, I really appreciate it. Um, thank you for the platforms. And, um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a long year. Um, can I give like thank you to a lot of people like quickly? Uh, Do, yeah, sure, go for it. I mean, I mean, I might... Yeah, first of all, thank you, Sydney Festival, Olivia, Jesse, uh, Rebecca for the opportunity. Uh, also, something that I forgot to mention that Sculpture Rhythms is also coming, um, produced and co produced, sorry, with um, Intimate Spectacle, Harley Stone. So, yeah, so thank you everyone for the opportunity and come through, it's gonna be fun. And we'll take you out with another track chosen by Azam. This one is Golden by Jill Scott. You're on ESAD Radio 89.7 FM. Yeah, Classic. You, you want to say anything about it before we... No, nah, this song it? is kind of like just a represent rhythmation. Like that was like, I think the first track. Yeah, we used this track for our, our very first video that we filmed together. So yeah, check it out. Jill Scott. <laughs> 